Can I ask you, at the start of this year, will you allow yourself to be challenged out of your comfort zone? Suddenly went very quiet. I'll ask the question again. Will you allow yourself to be challenged out of your comfort zone? You shouldn't be coming here just to be, do you have the phrase mollycoddled here? Do you use that? Good. You don't come to church to be mollycoddled. Yes, there are times when we come and we're comforted with what we give to each other and there's the comfort of God and then we comfort other people with that. But we come to grow. We come to be challenged. We come to be discipled. And Will you this year commit to being challenged out of your comfort zone? Will you today commit to be challenged out of your comfort zone? Have you noticed that noise can be a divider or a uniter? A few years ago, we were, we were in our house back in, in Newcastle, and we'd, we'd moved into this house, and we'd had, we had next-door neighbours, but we realised that it was a bit strange. They sort of moved out, but we didn't know it. But they left their dogs. And, and it was really strange, and we didn't know that because... We just heard the dogs barking and barking and barking. And we, we have a dog. If you come into our house, our dog Cooper likes to greet people. He should be on our, our greeters team because he's very... I think he's, he's an English foxhound, but I actually think he thinks he's an American foxhound because he's loud and in your face. He's very, very friendly, but because he's so loud, it can actually be quite scary. But he just wants to say hello over and over again. And eventually, once you've said hello to him, he'll go and settle down in his bed. But these dogs didn't quiet down, and they kept barking. And we sort of found out through different ways that the neighbor and her husband had split up. So we really, we really felt for her and her relational issues. And we understood what was going on and felt for her. You know, the dogs were barking and we felt for her. But at 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, we tended to lose our compassion. Anyone else lose compassion at 3 o'clock in the morning? Or is it just me? Yeah, thank you for your honesty, the three or four of you that are honest. But when the dog was, the dog, sorry, not dog, dogs were barking consistently, we lost all compassion. And it was a divider of people. But if you go to any sporting event, anyone watch the Canada matches, games? I keep saying matches, but it's games, isn't it, here? Canada hockey, wow! We were in a house for both matches. For the, for the semi-final and the final. And it got loud. It got really loud because we were shouting. We weren't shouting at each other. Occasionally we were shouting at the referee. Occasionally we were shouting at the other team. But we were shouting, we were shouting in unison. And so the noise was a unifier of us. We can unite or divide around Shouts around noise and that we were definitely for both matches at the end when the buzzer went we were shouting we were united in our celebrations this week 
And when we look around, we see, we see people shouting. Sometimes the shouting is in our Facebook or, or social media, TikTok or, or Instagram, and we see people shouting each other in their writing. But we actually see literal shouting of people shouting in anger, in frustration, in isolation, in desperation, in joy, and in excitement. There are different types of shout. Those of us that have been parents and our parents, we understand noise, babies shouting or crying has different meanings, doesn't it? You can tell a, a baby or a young person's shout in pain, in fear, in anxiety, in celebration, because our shouts are different, but they're all shouts. We shout in victory, we shout in fear, we shout to catch attention, we shout in surprise, we shout in joy. Sometimes we even shout to create dominance. But let me ask you, what about the internal shouts? The shouts that, that no one else hears, but are definitely there. The shouts that are so loud in our own head. You know, you know the ones I mean? They're quiet for everyone else. No one hears them. But so loud that we cannot ignore them. I'll never get that job. I'll never pass that exam. I'll never be part of a family. I'll never get out of debt. I'll never find a spouse. I'll never deal with that addiction. I'm useless. I can't do that. I'm a terrible parent. I'm rubbish at everything I do. I'm worthless. I'm disappointed in my life. You see, even though no one else hears the volume, I wonder what the decibel level is in our own thinking. I wonder how loud they become as we shout at ourselves, but no one else hears. But it is so loud that we cannot ignore it, that we cannot get away from it. See, those are the shouts that we hear all the time. So the question we have to ask ourselves, and should how do, we, how do we drown out? How do we get rid of? Maybe, maybe at the moment it's not get rid of because the, you know there is no way I can get rid of those shouts. So how do we drown them out? Has anyone heard of the Lombard effect? See, the Lombard effect is a very interesting concept. And I'd never, really, I'd never really heard about it, but it is so obvious when you know what it is. The Lombard effect says that we will raise our voices to a higher level than the background noise. We do it completely subconsciously at times. When we come into a, a crowded room, we, we raise our voices so that we can be heard. Now, I know I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to church people, so none of you would ever have been to a club, a nightclub. But when you go in there, there's a few embarrassed and just subtle laughter there of, <laughs> yeah, okay, 
See, when you go into a club, when you want to make yourself heard, you go to the bar, <laughs> no one would ever do that here. You want to make yourself heard, so you shout louder than the background noise. Even in a, a party, and many of us have been to parties over Christmas, we raise our voices. Some people have very quiet voices, and that's okay. But as we go into a place where there's hustle and bustle going on, or maybe there's just hustle or just bustle, do we ever have the separation of hustle and bustle, or is it just hustle, bustle? Anyway, there you go. We raise our voices above the level of the background noise. So how could we make that work in our own thinking? How could, we, how could we raise our voices above the background noise of you're useless, you can't do that, you will always be living in depression, you will never get over that. Those people don't like you, you will never fit in that crowd. In the Old Testament, in Numbers, there's an account of a man called Balaam. Now, if you've read the Bible, and, and maybe even if you haven't, you'll have heard of the, I guess, the story, the, the, this account here in a different way, Balaam's donkey that talked. Not Shrek's donkey that talked, but Balaam's donkey that talked. You see, Balaam was asked to perform a task by King Balak of Moab. And this task, uh, you know, it, it's interesting how people that aren't part of the God circle, and King Balak would, be, would have been one of those people, he understood things that maybe Christians don't always, we take for granted, but we don't take it on board. And King Balak said, I want you to curse the children of Israel. I want you to curse them because I know when you curse them, it will work. See, he understood God. He understood what God had placed in Balaam. And Balaam decided, I'm not going to do that. Now, you may think that's, that's very virtuous of him. It doesn't end really well, but he was greedy. And so he, he bought into what King Balak was saying, but he also understood, I'm, I'm going to not disobey God who told me not to do such a thing. King Balak was persistent. Come on, I'll give you money. Come and do this for me. And he kept coming back and back to him. And Balaam eventually went with the king, but ended up actually saying a blessing over the children of Israel. Not just once, but four times. It's actually the second blessing that I want us to think about within this context. In the middle of saying that God will not lie... And when God blesses something, it stays blessed. Balaam makes this statement, Numbers 23, verse 21. No misfortune is seen in Jacob. No misery observed in Israel. The Lord their God is with them. 
The shout of the king is among them. You see, Balaam was declaring that the presence of God was with them. If you were part of our Christmas Eve service, that was the whole theme, Christmas presence, the presence of God. But not only was God with them, because God was with them, because they knew his presence, the shout of the king was among them. Now, that doesn't actually mean that the king was shouting. It meant that the people were shouting because the king was there. The shout of the king was among them. It's the same type of shout that we read through the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament when we read about Jesus in the Gospels. Luke 19, verse 37 and 38 says this, When he came near the place where the road goes down to the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. They were shouting. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. See, it was disturbing people. It, was, it wasn't quite culturally accepted that this was going on. And they began to get criticized that the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, keep hold, keep your disciples in order. Get hold of their behavior. And some of you may have heard the phrase that Jesus then stated. He says, but if they don't praise me, the very stones will cry out. So Jesus is saying, let them go on because if they don't, the praise will still happen. The shouts will still happen. The shout of the king will still happen, but it will just be by stones. In Matthew 21, there's a different, a different account there, not of this, the same situation, but they're in the temple this time. Matthew 21, 15, But when the chief priests and teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David. They were indignant. How dare children make a, a noise in church? How dare they disturb our peace? How dare they shout, not just shout, but shout to Jesus? How dare they disturb our nice, ordered service with their loud praise? The shout of the king is among us. You see, we, through time, we've, we've sung about shouting. Shout to the Lord, one of the, still one of the most loved and most sung songs across the world. We sing about it. It's the same shout that we read about in Isaiah 12. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. Yes, there's a time for peace. Yes, there's a time for solitude. 
Yes, there's a time for us to quieten ourselves. But you see, when we experience the presence of God, there is also a time for us to shout because the King is here. Right the way through Old and New Testament, we read about biblical shouts. We read about the account of Jericho. The walls fell down after the people shouted. They walked round in silence, but then God say, said, I want you to shout. See, that the walls didn't fall down when they were silent. Because they walked round each day in silence. And then on the seventh day, they walked round six times. Seventh time they shouted. And at that, at the shout, the walls fell down. Jesus coming into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey. There were shouts of praise. Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. There were shouts. Right the way through the Psalms, we're told to shout aloud. Gideon. Is told, he's told by God, hide yourselves. Take a small group of men. No, not that big group of men that have come together. Take a small group. No, not even that big. Take a very small group of people. And when I tell you, I want you to blow trumpets and I want you to shout. And it caused so much fear in the enemy that they started killing each other. Practically, just even physiologically, there are benefits to shouting. It actually triggers endorphins, which give you a natural high. Shouting, and there are particular groups of people that have formed groups around shouts and screams because it reduces stress. I'm not sure how much stress it would reduce if you did it in Walmart, but there you go. It releases pent-up emotions. It can increase physical strength by up to 7%. So if you're lifting weights and you're not getting there, or if you're skiing and you're not quite getting there, start shouting. It'll increase your strength by 7%. It's therapeutic. But above all, it's biblical. See, the shout that we're talking about with Balaam and right the way through the Word of God wasn't a shout in anger or a shout of frustration. It wasn't a therapeutic shout. It wasn't a shout to help get your strength up to lift 7% more weight. It wasn't to relieve stress. It was the shout because the king was among them. One of the names of God in the Old Testament was Yahweh Shammah. God is there. But you see, when Jesus came to the earth, it wasn't just Yahweh Shammah, the king is there. It was Emmanuel, God is here. God's presence is with us and therefore we can be united by the shout of the king 
among us. See, when I'm at a football match or at a hockey game and I'm shouting for my team, when I was watching with my friends on those two nights and we were shouting together, do you know where my attention was? Let me ask you first, do you know where my attention wasn't? It wasn't on myself. It wasn't even on on Dave or Ken who was sat near me. It was actually on what I was watching and what I was shouting about. See, when we begin to shout for the king, the attention gets taken off ourselves. When we begin to shout the name of Jesus, it's not about us anymore. When we begin to shout because God's presence We're lifted, yes, but it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not even about us. It's about the king is among them. When we shout in a crowd, we are united in our focus with the people that we are with. But often we're stopped. Not not necessarily by the steward or the, the shelf filler in Walmart because we've shouted. But we're stopped by ourselves. We're stopped shouting by cultural norms. We know that we don't shout in Walmart. Most of us do. We 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 are sometimes hemmed in, restricted by cultural norms. We're we're restricted by embarrassment. What will people think if I shout? What will will the person next to me think if I shout? I I don't want to shout because, well, it's unseemly. It's un-British. We're not in Britain. Situational expectations. I can't do that there. You see, we knew it was okay to shout in front of the television. I know when I went to see the Rattlers play, I knew it was okay to shout there. When I went to watch the Rough Riders, I knew it was okay to shout there. There was no restrictions on my shouting. But what about in the presence of of the king in the house of God? Oh, well, I can't do that. That's not me. Well, that's another reason we don't do it, because we we say it's not me, but we'll do it in another area. We'll, We'll shout there, but we won't shout in this place, but we'll say it's not. It's because it's not me. I don't do that thing. I'm not like that. That's personal restrictions, not situational restrictions, but personal restrictions. I'm not like that. Can I point you to the Bible where they don't give, they don't, they don't give get out clauses? They don't say, shout to the king if that's in your personality type. 
If you've done the Myers-Briggs, and within the Myers-Briggs, it actually, your personality type is okay with shouting, then it's okay for you to shout. No, no, shout to the king. Shouts are messy. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I shout the wrong thing? What if I shout and no one else does? You know when you, it's a bit like that thing where, probably never done this, but turned up to the fancy dress party and it's not a fancy dress party? Oh, that's embarrassing, awkward. What if I shout and no one else does? Well, you're obeying the word of God and maybe they're not. See, today we're going to shout in church in a few minutes. Now, some of you have already started sweating. We don't do that here. No, we do. Why? Because the king is among us. And the word of God tells us to. And if we don't do it, and I'm not saying we have to shout all the time, every time, but there is a time to shout. And I want to, I'll talk a bit about that in a moment, but there is a time to shout. We shout because the presence of God is here and we celebrate that. We shout because we're commanded to. Let me just read, and this is just the Psalms, okay? There are many, many more commands and instances of shouting. Psalm 47, clap your hands and shout for joy. Psalm 66, shout for joy to the Lord. Psalm 71, my lips will shout for joy. Psalm 81, shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Psalm 81, let us shout and aloud to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 98, shout for joy. That's just a few. See, when we shout, our shout is united around Jesus. With one voice, we will shout because God is here. I'd love for the, the worship team to come back right now. But I want to go back to those voices that are so loud in our own heads. That other people don't hear, but we hear. The ones that remind us of our past mistakes, our past sins, our past failures. The voices that make you fearful of the future, fearful of 2023. How do we quieten them when they are so loud? We have already sung earlier, we raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. Now, the songwriter obviously couldn't fit in the words because this is called the Lombard effect. It doesn't flow within the, the, the song, but that's what they're saying. We raise a hallelujah that is louder than our unbelief. We use the Lombard effect to our advantage. We raise our voices as one to drown out the voices that tell us what we don't need or shouldn't hear. We raise the shout of the king because the king is here. We make ourselves more aware of his presence when we shout because our focus is not on ourselves and our warped thinking. 
Our focus turns itself to the King who is among us. Our focus turns ourselves to God is Emmanuel. God is here, but do you know what else? God is there. If you're fearful of 2023, remind yourselves, Yahweh Shammah. Maybe that's what you need to shout. God is there. He has gone before us. He is a shield and a hedge around us. Emmanuel, God is here, but yes, Yahweh Shammah, God is there. He has gone before you. We shout because the King is here. He is in 2023 before us. Galatians 4, 27, which is quoting the Old Testament, says this, For it is written, Be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child. And maybe, maybe that's a direct inference into your situation. Couldn't think of the word there. Maybe that's what you're dealing with as a family, as a couple. You've never born a child, but be glad you who have never born a child. Shout for joy and cry aloud you who are never in labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Maybe that's your situation, but maybe there are other areas of barrenness in your life. In your finances, in your health, there's barrenness. And you need to shout aloud. Why? Because it's a physical thing and it will relieve stress. No, because the shout of the King is among us. Because God is here and He's gone before. Because we give praise to His name, otherwise the stones will cry out. We shout for what God has done, but we shout for what God is going to do. We're going to shout because the King is among us. This is what I want you to think about. Peter shouted to Jesus when he walked on water and began to sink. He didn't shout at Jesus. You're not shouting at God when you shout. You're shouting, and maybe your shout is the same as Peter. Help! That could be your shout at the moment. Maybe it's a shout of praise, but maybe it's a shout of just simply help. It's going to get loud in here. If you've got hearing aids, you might want to turn them down because it is going to get loud because we are going to shout. We're going to shout because God is with us. We're going to shout because the God is here, who is here, has gone before us into 2023. He's gone before us in our workplace, in our family. He is there in our troubles. He is there in our successes. It's going to get loud in here. Our shout will unite us, not divide us. Come on, church, get to your feet.
nothing we love more than you. Jesus, it's all for you. The reason we're singing is you. There's nothing we love more than you. Jesus, it's all for you. The reason we're singing is you. difficult for many of you don't think because I stand up here and I'm the, I find it easy I don't find it just as difficult as any other introvert 
does. But I am determined that my praise of Jesus will not be determined by my circumstances. It will not be determined by my personality. It will be determined by my convictions of who God is and what He says about me. Not what my thinking, my very often stinking thinking says about me. If you are unable to do this today, can I encourage you? I know it's quite difficult in Canada to find open space. Go find somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Shout to God. Sometimes, do you know sometimes it's okay to shout at God? Did you know that? He is big enough for us to shout at Him. He's big enough to understand our doubts, our complaints. At least of the third of the Psalms are Psalms of lament and complaint. And that's okay. But I can guarantee that it will do something in you because it will take your attention. If no one's around, if you're out snowmobiling with some mates and you start shouting, it might draw attention to you. But if you're by yourself, or if you're in a big crowd of people like this, no one is watching what you're doing. No one is listening to you because we're shouting ourselves. Go do it. Obey the word of God. I don't want the stones to cry out. Father God, I thank you for your word. As uncomfortable as it is and what it calls us to do at times. Thank you, God, that you are, yes, you're Emmanuel, but you're also Yahweh Shammah. The God is here and the God who is there. I pray for those people that are fearful of the new year. God, that you will calm the fear as we shout your name. That we will make the voice that we call on the name of the Lord louder than our own thinking. We will make the voice of your word, the Bible, be louder than the voice of our stinking thinking. In the name of Jesus. Amen.